Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junk here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fudgejunkie2006. We have the old guard, Manny Pacquiao, 61 wins, 7 losses, 2 draws. Of those 61 wins... 39 by KO. Of his seven losses, three have been inside the distance. Keith Thurman, undefeated, 29-0. Of his 29 wins, 22 have come inside the distance. Currently, the line sit with Manny Pacquiao, minus 145 favorite. Keith Thurman, plus 135 underdog. We'll go, won't go 12 full rounds. We'll go minus 360. Won't go plus 3 to 1. Fight is a draw, only 13 to 1. Pacquiao wins inside, plus 650. Thurman wins inside, plus 553. Pacquiao wins by decision, even money. Thurman wins by decision, plus 222. Obviously, the first thing we're going to talk about is the odds here because. They're important in many regards. Pacquiao opened as a very, very, very slight underdog. I don't think you're going to find him higher than right around 125, 130. In my opinion, that's significant because when Manny Pacquiao fights, he gets a lot of money. I'm not talking about his purse. I'm talking about betting. The fight's here in Vegas. He's fought here many, many, many times in Vegas. And they get a large handle of bets on Manny Pacquiao. The books have to know this. He's got a ton of fights. He's fought here a lot. You know what to expect when you put a line on Manny Pacquiao. It really doesn't matter who the opponent is. You're going to get a lot of one-sided action on Manny Pacquiao. Now, sometimes, depending on the matchup, like in the Mayweather fight, the Sharps came in, they waited for the line, they let that Pacquiao money move Mayweather down, and then they came in and hit it. That stuff happens. But generally speaking, you're going to get a large, overwhelming, especially with the public, money bet on Manny Pacquiao. Now, this can work two ways when you're looking at setting the line with the books. The first way this could work is they know money is coming in on Manny Pacquiao. If they open him up at plus 250 or plus 3 to 1 as an underdog against Thurman, they know that line is going to get absolutely pounded. Without question, it's going to drop like a rock. Now, that can work for, that can work against. If the books believe that Pacquiao doesn't have a significant shot at upsetting Keith Thurman, you set that 250, you set that 3 to 1, you let the public absolutely decimate it. In the end, if Pacquiao loses, you clean up. The danger here is the books always look for two-sided action. They are very, very fearful, especially in corporate Las Vegas, of one-sided action 
and a lot of it would be coming in on Manny Pacquiao. So if you do do a line at plus 250 or 3 to 1 or 350 or 275, whatever the case is, and the public pounds it and you're wrong, you just lost your ass. So, in my opinion, knowing that the kind of handle they were going to get, they decided to open the line much lower. And not only that, but the second half to that is there must be some belief that Manny Pacquiao may be able to pull off the upset. There's enough of that belief that they didn't want to take the risk and open the line higher and take all that one-sided action knowing Pacquiao ain't going to win this fight. So we're just going to clean up. They went the conservative route. They opened the line much lower than what they could have. And they're looking for two-way action to try to limit their risk. The problem is all the money's been on Manny Pacquiao. Just like I said it would be at 250 and 3 to 1. At 125, it's been Manny Pacquiao. He literally went from a slight underdog to almost a 150 favorite, 160 favorite, depending on the book. So it's been one-sided Manny Pacquiao money. So the books understood this going in. And with the line that the way they set it, I really believe that they have some inclination that Pacquiao may be able to upset Thurman here and they just didn't feel comfortable setting a 2, 250 or 3 to 1 line because where do I get these numbers from? When you look at this on paper, Pacquiao's 40, he's fighting the bigger, stronger, undefeated, younger champion. On paper, you would not expect Manny Pacquiao A to be the favorite, but that was money that was moved by the public. But B, to open as basically an even, maybe a plus 120 underdog, that doesn't even seem right when you're looking at this just based off paper. Now, obviously, if you're in the game, you bet, you've done this for a while, you understand fights are not fought on paper. And then, like I said, when I'm pointing out the situation that the books are in as far as setting the line and knowing what kind of action they're going to get, it changes the dynamics of the line setting and I think that's what you're seeing and that's what you're going to continue to see there may be some very very late money come in on Keith Thurman if Pacquiao continues to increase uh, I mean if he continues at the rate he's going you could be seeing him at almost a minus two by by fight time probably more likely like 75 but then you may get some Keith Thurman money coming in because there's going to be a lot of people who are looking at this fight on paper and saying, wait a minute, how is the 40-year-old fighter who's far removed from his prime, let's be honest, he still has a lot of tools in the toolbox, but it's not like he's in his prime. Uh, you know, this big of a favor over Keith Thurman, I think I'm going to take the younger, stronger, bigger guy, undefeated, who's more in his prime than Pacquiao is, and get plus money. And I think that may happen, but it will probably happen late. It's just Pacquiao's a draw, guys. He is. It's something that you would have to know if you were setting the line. It's something you have to know if you're betting the line simply because when these lines come out, Pacquiao always gets hit. So now that you're sitting here at a minus 150, 160 mark, 
you've got to decide if you want to pull the trigger at that line on him or wait and hope and pray that Keith Thurman money comes in that drops that Pacquiao line a little bit lower. But I don't think you're going to get him back at even even money. I'd be very surprised if that much Thurman money comes in. I think you may get a little bit better line on Manny Pacquiao, but I don't think it's going to be a tremendous reversal with a huge amount of Thurman money coming in. Or at least I don't think the books will move that line ridiculous because Manny Pacquiao money would then flood right back in. So there's a lot of risk in the books here on Manny Pacquiao because they've taken a large handle on him, opening as a slight underdog all the way up to a 150-160 favorite right now. Obviously, when you look at these two, you've got the older Pacquiao who's coming off the win against Adrian Broner, and then you've got Thurman who's coming off, I believe it was a two-year layoff, and just squeaking by Josecito Lopez. Obviously, when you're looking at their last fights, that plays something into the role of the lines. That plays something into the way that people bat. You're only as good as your last fight, and that holds true a lot in combat sports. People have short memories. They forget everything else you've done, and they look at that last couple fights. And Thurman hasn't looked good. I mean, and if you're talking about <clears throat> pure punching power, he's went to a decision with Porter, Garcia, and Lopez. Now... Porter and Garcia are on a different level than Lopez, so really a lot of people are focusing on that Josecito Lopez fight, and it's simply because Josecito was a large underdog, Thurman was coming back after a two-year layoff, he's had hand surgery, got married, he's been traveling, living up the life, and people still expected Thurman to dominate and stop Lopez, and he didn't, and he got, more than that, he got hurt, and when he got hurt, you saw some flaws from Thurman and people started to question, you know, is this guy durable? Is he mentally there? Is he physically there? Does he want to do this anymore? Are there holes in his game that he hasn't fixed? You know, is he ripe for the taking? And I personally believe that's probably why Pacquiao picked him. He could have picked Danny Garcia. He could have picked Sean Porter. He could have picked Errol Spence. could have picked uh, Crawford, right? All those fights in my opinion, on paper, are probably a lot more difficult to Pacquiao and his team. And so they looked at Thurman as maybe in a situation where you could take advantage of a little bit of slippage, something going on physically or mentally that's just, you know, giving Pacquiao just maybe a little bit of an edge to pull off an upset. And he's got the title as well. So for Pacquiao, I mean, it's a win-win-win all the way across the board because initially he's the underdog. He's 40 years old. Everybody loves Pacquiao, but they go, wow, he's going up against this killer who's 20 29 and 0, 22 KOs. If he pulls it off, I mean, imagine. He's already a Hall of Famer, but imagine if he pulls it off against Thurman. It's going to be headline news everywhere. It'll be all over, you know, media. You'll see it on ESPN Sports Center. It'll be everywhere that the old 40 year old Pacquiao was able to upset Keith Thurman and, you know, steal his title. So, it's a, it's a smart move for, for Pacquiao if he's going to continue to fight. I think he has to be. Uh, very careful in the fighters that he picks. I certainly wouldn't favor him against Errol Spence or um, Crawford. Those are terrible matchups for him. Uh, 
what I saw in the Adrian Broner fight early worried me, and it worried me a lot. I know a lot of people thought that he looked good and looked impressive, and he did in spots, mainly after that first half of the fight got done. He's kind of settled down and got into his groove. But in those first few rounds, in my opinion, he was just trying way too hard. He was off balance. His punches were missing by a mile. And he was wide open for counter punches. And this is something that I'm going to be talking about because Pacquiao throughout his career is an in and out fighter. Jumps in, he jumps out. He's got good footwork, but that's the way he fights. And you saw in his toughest fights with guys like Juan Manuel Marquez who are counter punchers. It was basically due to timing. Marquez was nowhere near as fast as Pacquiao. Even his footwork isn't as fast or erratic as Pacquiao, but he was able to cause him trouble with the timing. So he was able to get that split-second timing down of how Pacquiao moves with his feet in and out, in and out, then he jumps in. And then... On the flip side, he'll jump back out. So being that Marquez is such a high-level counterpuncher, he was able to get Pacquiao hell in those fights. And, of course, the big right hand that put him face first down and out was due to timing. Even if you want to talk about punching power, Marquez isn't the biggest puncher in the world. He's got good power. But look at the way he put Pacquiao face first down and out. It was timing. Caught Pacquiao jumping in with the right hand, double shock power, good night. So there were situations there in the Adrian Broner fight, early in that fight, where I was gritting my teeth going, my lord, if Adrian Broner throws a counter punch, he might hit Pacquiao so flush that he's going to be in a world of trouble. I thought they were wide open. I could see it a mile away. But Adrian Broner has a couple of problems. The first is he's got diarrhea of the freaking mouth. All he does is blah, 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 blah. And when he comes to fight time, he comes up short. He just doesn't let his hands go. He's more worried about his defense and surviving and not being hurt and dropped and stopped than he is about actually putting it out there and winning the fight. That's why when you continue to hear A.B. talk and he continues to get these fights, it's just boring. At this point, nobody in the boxing world gives a rat's ass about Adrian Broner. Every fight, it's the same garbage that comes out of his mouth, and every fight he gets in there and doesn't let his hands go. It doesn't matter who he's against anymore. He's just in there literally stealing money. So, Pacquiao to look vulnerable in the early rounds, even though Broner didn't take advantage of it. Don't get it twisted. I don't think Broner did shit in the fight, and he easily lost. But there were opportunities there that I saw that Broner could have taken advantage of. The difference between A.B. and Thurman is Thurman loves to counterpunch. Now, I know Thurman has been criticized like A.B. for not letting his hands go. The problem with Thurman is a lot of times he'll use too much lateral movement. And this is where you're getting into the idea that he doesn't throw a lot of punches. It's because he'll use so much lateral movement and then he'll stop and punch and go back to the lateral movement or on your bike as a lot of people would say. So he's moving around on his bike far too much when he doesn't even need to and then he'll stop and he'll throw a three or four or five piece combination to the head and body. He does very nice body work as well but it's so far and few between that it gives the impression that he's not doing anything 
even when he lands those combinations. The good thing about Thurman in this fight is if Pacquiao leaves those spots open when he's throwing those combinations and he's not got his proper foot placement and he's not got his hands back in proper position, Thurman loves to counter in between combinations. In fact, when you talk about Keith Thurman, most people probably think of him as, you know, a power-punching, aggressive guy. Look at his record, 29 wins, 22 KOs. He can fight that way. He can go forward. He can push you back. He can bully you. But he is in prime time, comfortable space, boxing behind the jab, using lateral movement, and trying to run you into his power punches. Mainly the right hand, but he does use the left hook mainly as a lead left hook or a hook off the jab. And he'll try to land power shots. This is where you get the lateral movement, move, 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 stop, rat-a-tat-tat, and he tries to take your head off. And his punches are powerful. Going back to that, when you look at these lines... And you look at that over-under at 12 rounds and the under at 3-1, to one, in my opinion, that's absolutely ridiculous. And when you look at Thurman's props, Thurman by decision and Thurman by KO, his KO being almost 550 is ridiculous. The idea that Thurman can't knock Manny Pacquiao out is ridiculous. Of course he can, and especially when you look at the styles these fighters fight. Pacquiao loves to throw in combinations, and Thurman loves to try to counter in between those combinations. You've already seen Manny Pacquiao laid out when he was starting a combination punch by Juan Manuel Marquez, who timed it. Keith Thurman certainly can do the same thing. The problem is, Thurman looked like crap against Lopez, and he was getting hit by the slowest mud Lopez. That's the big problem. For people that are saying, well, Thurman can do this. Yes, Thurman can do this. He has tools. He has skills, guys. He's not undefeated and didn't beat Garcia and Porter for no reason. The problem is, you have to say, is this the same guy that beat Porter and Garcia? Is the same guy that was dominating these guys and overcoming and showing grit, heart, determination? Is he the same guy? Now, he showed heart, determination, and grit against Lopez, but people didn't expect him to have to show that they didn't expect him to get hit and hurt and almost stopped by Lopez with wide looping punches from very very slow slow hand speed Pacquiao is like lightning compared to Lopez if Lopez was able to touch Thurman with those wide looping shots what happens when Manny Pacquiao comes straight down the middle with that kind of speed, how can you not hit Thurman? And back to Thurman's defense, I don't consider Thurman to be an exceptional defensive fighter, and I actually think he has one tremendous flaw in his defense. When he gets stung, when he gets hurt, when he gets rattled, when he gets touched, he has a tendency to rely 99.99% on his feet. Pure lateral movement. You saw that in the Lopez fight. There were many times where he could have stopped those wide looping shots. He could have stopped that forward aggressiveness from Lopez when he was hurt by simply clinching. But instead, he continues to move, 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 and not throw any punches. He tries to keep his hands up and just move, move, 
move. He's trying to clear the cobwebs. And it allowed Lopez just to march forward without any artillery coming back at him. And just wing haymakers, which started to catch him more and more and got him more and more in trouble. He was more and more hurt and almost went down and possibly could have been stopped, I believe, was the seventh round. A lot of that occurred because he got stung and then made an idiotic defensive mistake of just trying to move his way out of it until he recovered. I don't think you can do that against a guy with lightning hand speed like Manny Pacquiao. I know when you look at these odds, most people would say Pacquiao wins by decision. Makes sense, right? Thurman's a bigger guy. He's never been stopped. He's shown grit. He's shown enough durability and heart to overcome situations like in the Lopez fight. And he's been hurt with body shots before and he's overcome. He's undefeated. He's always gotten up, dusted himself off and did what he needed to do to win the fight. But the difference is Thurman is facing a guy with a massive amount of speed on his punches. I don't think Pacquiao will necessarily hit him, drop him, knock him out like that. But like I said, if you sting Thurman, he will put himself in a position to be stopped. Lopez was very, very close to stopping him on the feet. The referee was taking a very, very close look at Thurman because he gives terrible optics about moving around with your hands up, just playing defense, and you're getting knocked all over the ring. If that should happen with Manny Pacquiao, if Manny Pacquiao was able to land a straight left hand or a body shot, anything that stung Thurman, whether it put him down or not, the difference between Lopez and Pacquiao's finishing ability is the hand speed. Pacquiao will get on you, but he'll be using combination punches. And if Lopez was able to push Thurman around the ring with wide looping shots and touch him and have the referee looking in that says maybe this guy can't defend himself, the hand speed of Pacquiao alone could cause Thurman a lot of trouble. Because if he's not willing to open up his offense or clinch, against a wide slow puncher like Lopez what's he gonna do when it's coming at his face and he's got cobwebs right if you don't hold and you just try to move Pacquiao is gonna overwhelm you with 450 punches and the referee is going to jump in and stop the fight it's a real danger for Keith Thurman to get stung in this fight not because he can't overcome Not because he doesn't have the heart. Not because he doesn't have the skills. It's because he makes a fatal flaw of going purely defensive, purely lateral movement, trying to outlast the damage against a guy like Pacquiao, who's going to be throwing multiple combination punches at you and running you down in that ring if he hurts you. You've got a real risk of the referee going, nope. And jumps in and Thurman protests and raises a huge stink. And there's Thurman fans and betters going, oh, well, look, he survived this fight and that fight. And that was just a flurry of punch. We've seen it time and time again, guys. It doesn't matter. If you have a Thurman ticket and that happens, go wipe your ass with it because it's over. So the risk there is putting it in the hands of the referee to stop it because you refuse to clinch, because you refuse to stop and throw some firepower that would offset the offense that's coming at you. Now, when Thurman is boxing and not being stung and not in that instance where he has those cobwebs, he does do that. He's a lateral movement. 
He'll stop, he'll punch, and it basically makes his opponent reset. I believe that's why early in the fight, when he's fresher, he tends to dominate more. He tends, it looks like he's doing more in the early rounds because A, he's got better cardio, but B, he just does that sequence more often. He'll move and he'll fire, fire being the key here, more often than in the middle to late rounds or if he gets hurt where he tends to move too much and don't fire power enough. So that's why early in the fights, Thurman looks more dominant. He simply does the exact same thing throughout the whole 12 rounds. It's just early on, he does it more. He There's more firepower coming at his opponent early. That's the other thing. Who has the advantage in this fight if you're talking conditioning, time off, 40 years old versus 20-something years, 30 years old and Thurman? You got to favor Pacquiao late, which sounds crazy because Thurman has shown time and time again that he's just not the same fighter in the first half as he is in the second half. Whether he's facing adversity or not, come that second half, he tends to face a little more adversity. Why? I just told you why. More lateral movement, less punching. The way Thurman fights and he sets these traps of lateral movement and lets his opponent come forward, you have to fire. Because if you don't fire now, it gives terrible, terrible optics to the viewers and especially to the judges that you're not doing enough. In fact, if you go back and look at the Josecito Lopez fight, even after he got stung and he came back and some of those rounds were close, I believe Thurman was basically doing what he wanted to do to Lopez, but he walked away with a majority decision. The reason why? Optics, optics, optics. You have a first-half fighter who's moving, setting traps, drop Lopez, putting some heat on him, three, four, five-piece combinations, moving and doing it over and over again, to getting hurt, almost stopped, and then lateral movement, lateral movement, lateral movement, and pockets of firepower where he's throwing three and four punch combinations. And those combinations are good, guys. They're good. Maybe they're not as powerful as they were in the first four rounds, but they are good, head and body. He was hitting Lopez clean well after that 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th. He was hitting him clean, but the judges were still giving rounds to Josecito Lopez for coming forward, winging wide punches, and getting hit in the face more often than not. Why? Because Thurman gave the optics that he was under severe distress the entire time and was fighting for his life to keep Lopez off of him, where you didn't see that in the first half of the fight. So Thurman does a big disservice to himself because he's a Two different fighters, first half fighter and second half fighter. Obviously, he was hurt in this fight, and it didn't look like he fully recovered. But even in fights where he's dominating and has his way, basically, you see it's a different fight for him in the first half than it is in the second half. He just simply struggles more in the second half. So this is why you can have him winning four or five or six rounds and end up in close fights where he's getting majority decisions and split decisions due to the fact that he doesn't fight, he doesn't give off the same optics that he does in the first half as the second half. Even though he's using the same tactics, like I said, it just switches from lateral movement and more firepower in the early rounds 
to more lateral movement and less, less firepower in the, in the second half of the fight. It's very simple. It's very basic. He does the same things over and over again. He does them well, but there's no surprises from Thurman. Anybody who's watching this fight and betting this fight should know exactly what you're going to get from Thurman. Now, he keeps saying Pacquiao's a smaller guy and he's going to do this, that, and the other. Could he press Pacquiao and try to take him out early? Yeah, certainly he could. The problem with that is I believe his best opportunity to catch Manny Pacquiao's in between those combinations. And if you push Pacquiao back, he's going to do the same thing. He's going to use his lateral footwork and he's going to jump in and out. Thurman's still going to have to catch him in between one of those combinations. I think it's easier for Thurman to catch Pacquiao if Pacquiao is moving forward than it is if Pacquiao is going back. Thurman seems to understand this where he was trying to gold Pacquiao into coming at him and saying you say you want an exciting fight and you want to trade I hope you do because it's going to make the fight easier for me and that's exactly what he's talking about he's talking about his ability to punch in between the punches when Pacquiao throws very simple he's going to try to do what Marquez did but he's going to try to do it with not only the right hand but the left hook he's going to try to pull Pacquiao in and catch him coming in and going out because those are the opportunities that you have when you're fighting Manny Pacquiao. You could catch him when he first takes that step in and you could catch him when he takes the step back out. Keith Thurman is going to try to catch him at those points. That's why I thought not only the under but Thurman by knockout is way too high guys because if he catches Manny Pacquiao with some of the punches that he hit Josecito Lopez with, you have to think that Pacquiao is going to feel that. It would not shock me whatsoever with the type of power that Keith brings, but more importantly, the way he delivers it. Again, go back, watch a Manny Pacquiao fight against Broner, but just watch the first four or five rounds and look at how many times Pacquiao jumped in and fell short. And you could see a fighter like Keith Thurman throw a counter right hand or a counter hook right there, and he would be wide open for it. Now, Pacquiao did make the adjustment. It seemed like once he pulled back and quit trying so hard, I don't know if he was trying to show more powers, trying to push the speed out, whatever it was, just not comfortable in the first three, four, or five rounds with Broner. Once he settled down and just went back to the Manny Pacquiao, everybody knows that sitting, using your timing, sitting on the outside, throwing your combinations, moving. He looked way more comfortable and it was much easier for him. And you saw that he was able to hurt Broner as well. So that's the other thing when you're talking about the under and you're looking at these odds. Yeah, I know most people would favor Pacquiao by decision if he's going to win. But you have to look at that that situation that I described with the way Keith Thurman makes mistakes on defense when he gets touched because Adrian Broner has an amazing chin and Pacquiao was able to touch him. So in that instance, when he was able to touch Broner and drove him back to the ring ropes and Broner's completely thinking about defense and holding and surviving, Thurman, that would not be the case with Thurman. He'd be thinking about defense, but it's purely with his legs. And it allows so many more punches to come his way. It allows so many more opportunities for his opponent to land punches on him. And it just is so vulnerable. He leaves himself so vulnerable to some type of referee intervention there that says, you know what, you're not defending yourself. And he's going to raise holy hell. But the truth of the matter is if I can see it, his team should be able to see it and go, Keith, at the very least, if you get stung, clinch. What is this shit where you're just moving around the ring with your hands up trying to outlast the guy to the end of the round or until your head clears? 
because all you're doing is allowing your opponent to literally walk forward without care and just wing punches. Go back and watch Lopez fight. The guy is not fast. He's not technical. He's so wide. That's how Keith Thurman caught him in the third round, I believe it was. He's so wide with the way that he throws his punches. But once Keith got stung, all that went out the window. All it was was about move, move, move. He had no idea in his mind about throwing counter punches to try to stop Lopez or even clinching him. He clinches very, very little. If he, if he's super duper ridiculously hurt or trapped, he'll clinch. But more often than not, he's going to try to use that lateral movement and outlast the guy. And it's just a recipe for disaster. At some point in time, it's going to come back and bite him in the ass. I'm telling you guys that right now. At some point, he'll probably be stopped on the feet because of that. It may not be Manny Pacquiao, but at some point, you just simply can't do that. When you're hurt, I get you're not thinking right, but most fighters are taught immediately to clinch. At the very least, clinch. Obviously, you don't want to open yourself up, throw a combination, get caught and knocked out. So at the very least, clinch, clear your head, and then you got to pull a little something-something on somebody unless you've got, you know, defense of Sweet Pea, Pernell Whitaker, rest in peace, or you've got, you know, a ridiculous clinch game, an octopus game, Lennox Lewis, uh, some way that you're able to, you know, protect yourself and survive. I don't see many fighters that are able to just move, 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 move and not take any more damage without throwing punches, without clenching and put put basically your career, your title, your undefeated record in the hands of a freaking referee. Are you kidding me? We're always talking about these officials. No, no reason whatsoever to put your your career in the hands of a referee and then argue about that you could have survived, you could have lasted and the referee stepped in. Uh, too early and you were still you know defensively sound and you were still making good decisions and all this other stuff that's going to be talked about after the fight with all the fans going back and forth about this that and the other I'm telling you ahead of time that it's a vulnerability so there's no way in hell that his team and even himself can't be looking at his fights where he struggled a bit and been in some danger and said listen this is a fatal mistake you're making you've gotten away with it so far but let's correct this no more of this as soon as you get an opportunity to clinch clinch clear your head and then start throwing punches if you have to clinch for the majority of the round use some lateral movement he gets close clinch use some lateral movement clear your head and then get back to the game plan that should be obvious i don't know why it hasn't been implemented I'm just saying if it doesn't get fixed at some point in time, that's a danger, especially when you're talking about facing the elite fighters in the world. And there's question if Pacquiao is still that at this stage of the game. I guess we're going to see that on Saturday. But any of the other guys in the division that you're talking about, then they're able to take advantage of that because it's such a high level that if you make a little mistake like that where you're allowing them basically just to use all their tools without any hesitation whatsoever, the odds are you're going to come out on the short end of that, so that needs to be corrected. So when you're looking at this matchup, both have ability to hurt one another, I believe. Thurman probably with a more one-punch power of actually dropping, stopping, hurting Manny Pacquiao a la Juan Manuel Marquez, but Manny Pacquiao as well with an accumulation of punches, <laughs> stinging Keith Thurman and trying to get that referee intervention in there where 
Thurman's just not doing enough defensively to satisfy the referee, and the referee sees Thurman getting overwhelmed with just a large amount of combination punches because we know that's the game plan of Manny Pacquiao. Whether you're hurt or not, he's going to throw massive amounts of punches at you and try to catch you with the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth shot. He doesn't care if you block the first, doesn't care if you block the second. He's looking to take your head off with the third, the fourth, the fifth. Now, how does this fight play out? Well, obviously, the betting public likes Manny Pacquiao. Like I said, the line movement doesn't surprise me. It wouldn't matter if he was plus 250 or plus 120. You're going to get this kind of line movement. I know a lot of people are split on this fight because they, they see the advantages that Keith holds. And at the same time, you see these glaring holes and fights where he's against lesser competition and that shouldn't be happening. And then when you look at the strengths of Manny Pacquiao, you go, if Thurman was having these issues with a guy who looks like his feet are stuck in mud, how the hell does he deal with a guy who moves in and out like that? Not only with his feet, but has a tremendous amount of hand speed. And I think that's what Freddie Roach and Team Pacquiao is banking on is the hand speed. Pacquiao has looked amazing in all his training videos. It is truly stunning that he's 40. His hand speed is certainly there. The movement looks good. Everything looks good. Even in the AB fight, once he settled down, everything looked good. He's obviously not a prime Manny Pacquiao, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a prime Manny Pacquiao to beat some of these guys, steal some of these titles, and make a lot of money. The big question here is is what Thurman is going to show up. Are we going to get a Josecito Lopez, Keith Thurman? Or are we going to get the guy who was going to war with Porter and Garcia? And even in those fights, he did struggle late, guys. So if you, if you look at Porter and Garcia fights, and if you say that's the best Keith Thurman that we've seen, it wasn't all rainbows and lollipops. He did face adversity as well. So even the best, the best of the best Keith Thurman still can face adversity. Now he's overcome. Like I said, you got to give him credit for that. But he's not invincible. And you saw that in the Lopez fight. So the big question here is what Keith Thurman is going to show up. Is it is the Lopez fight what we get now? Is there another level to him? Should we give him a bit of a pass coming off a two-year layoff, that being his first fight back? He still won the fight. In my opinion, it probably shouldn't have been majority decision. Because if you break it down round by round, he was doing a lot of good work. But like I said, he sabotages himself with some of the stuff that he does and it makes it difficult for a judge to say okay we're going to give you this round when he looks so drastically different than he did in the first half of the fight so i think keith thurman some sometimes can be his own worst enemy when you're looking at this fight right now you got a decision to make because Pacquiao at 40 years old at minus 150 160 straight is a is a tough tough ask for me to say yeah, Pacquiao's got this so easily, or I'm so confident in Pacquiao that you can go ahead and lay a minus 160 line against an undefeated, strong, durable, gritty guy like Thurman. And I do consider him durable because he's overcome. That doesn't mean he's not got vulnerabilities, but so far he's been able to overcome being hurt and facing adversity, including the two-year layoff, which you have to factor in. So the 160 line is a lot more difficult for me to recommend when you're than when you're talking about a plus 125 line where he opened at. And not only that, if you're favoring Pacquiao by decision, you're only getting even money. 
And obviously, he opened at 125 and his decision to open at 150. So if you had the opportunity to get Pacquiao, you liked him at plus 125, that was a far better bet, obviously, than Pacquiao wins by decision at even money. The one thing I would caution if you take that Pacquiao by decision is that scenario we talked about where if he was able to sting Thurman anywhere in that fight, basically you would need it to happen probably earlier in the round. But if there was any significant amount of time in the round left, that there's that possibility that Thurman makes that fatal mistake and allows the referee to get involved when he should never allow that to happen. I don't think Pacquiao's got the one-punch thunder to just drop Thurman and put him out cold. I think that advantage would probably go to Keith Thurman. The same thing when you're talking about that fight. When you're talking about the Thurman fight, you have to look at the situation of what kind of line am I getting on him? Well, right now, straight line, you're talking about basically a 130-135. So that's not bad on a guy who's 29 and all, got 22 knockouts, is the champion, is considered the bigger, stronger, younger guy. I mean, anybody who wanted to take Keith would have a hard time getting an argument against from me to say, no, don't take him. Because like I said, there's opportunities in the way that Manny Pacquiao fights that are going to allow Keith Thurman real, real opportunities to put some leather on Manny Pacquiao. That could be a game changer. That could be a lights out game changer. I believe Keith Thurman is a very, very hard hitter. But more importantly than that, it's the way he delivers his punches in between the combinations. That's a real danger for Pacquiao, especially in the first four to six rounds. He's going to have to be on his game. He can't be the A-B. We talk about Thurman looking like shit against Lopez. Pacquiao can't come into this fight and look like he did against A-B in those first three or four rounds because he's going to leave himself too wide open and Thurman's going to be able to touch him and even if he don't put him down or put him out if he's able to touch him like that that could change the entire course of the fight it could make Pacquiao uh, timid and not want to come in and keep him on the outside and Thurman would love that just to stick the jab in your face and throw right hands right down the middle all night and have Pacquiao sit out there on the outside and just absorb it and eventually try to take his head off he would love that where Pacquiao is going to be moving in and out, moving in and out, and trying to use that speed to get around Keith Thurman's timing. Very, very interesting fight. I think a lot of this really depends on the type of line you got, when you got it, and what you were looking at. Because Manny Pacquiao, 160, tough. Keith Thurman at almost 135, 140, a lot easier. Manny Pacquiao at 125, not so bad, an underdog, right? And then if you're looking at these props, Pacquiao even, man, not so great when he was at plus 125 straight in that rare occurrence where Keith gets stung and makes a stupid mistake. And then you're looking at Pacquiao wins inside at 650. Thurman wins inside at 550. Very, very under, plus 3 to 1. Very, very, very high lines for, in my opinion, a fight where both fighters show vulnerabilities in situations where they could get themselves in a world of trouble and possibly see the fight stop. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility on either side. I think this fight comes down to truly who you like and what line you got. It's very difficult to just say this fighter 100% 
has this fight. I don't care what side you're on. I don't care how confident you are because I've just explained to you both have glaring flaws and both have the tools and the skills and the ability to deliver on those flaws. They have the ability to take advantage of their opponent's flaws. And in my opinion, that's what makes this fight so interesting. I think it's very, very telling that the books opened the line the way they did. I think it's very telling that they weren't willing to risk a ridiculous line on Pacquiao when on paper you would probably say that. And a lot of a lot of respectful people out there like Keith Thurman and probably to dominate him. But you're not seeing that in the opening lines or you're not seeing that in the line movements. I think that's a very telling that the books deep down are a little hesitant there to say maybe Manny Pacquiao might catch Keith Thurman at the exact right time. Remember, it doesn't matter if it's split decision, majority decision, UD stoppage. If Pacquiao wins that fight, they're paying out some bucks. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.